Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by my co-host, Mikey Kubik, and uh, my other co-host, Mr. Joe Nevisinski. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, Good afternoon. Joseph. Let us begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Michael. Well, let's start off with some of the things we've got going on. And uh, I think the first thing we should do is we should start off with what we are doing here at WHYF, because we're bringing in quite a man. Yeah, Father Wade Menezes. Uh, he can be heard on Wednesday, or excuse me, on Tuesdays at 3 o'clock on Open Line Tuesday. Father Wade is an incredible speaker, and uh, he's, like I said, he's the host of Open Line Tuesday. He's a member of the Fathers of Mercy. They're a missionary preaching religious congregation based in Auburn, Kentucky. He's produced and hosted lots of TV shows for EWT and television. He's written three books, uh, a fantastic speaker, and I know that he has a lot of fans here in central Pennsylvania. So we're having him Friday, April 12th at our annual benefit dinner. The dinner's going to be held at the Sheraton Harrisburg Hershey Hotel, and we're really happy to have him on board. The reservations are $100 per person. There's going to be a meet and greet social hour at 6 o'clock. The dinner's going to be at 7. We're going to have live music. There's going to be door prizes. There's going to be a lot of fun. Last year was our most fantastic dinner ever. So this year, uh, we're really happy to have uh, Father Wade with us. So the deadline for registration is April 1st. Please don't wait until the very last minute to make your reservations because it makes us all nervous here at Holy Family Radio. <laughs> so please uh, mark your calendar now. You can make your reservations online at 720whyf.com. It takes about two minutes. Uh, you can also give us a call here at the radio station, 717-525-8110, and you can do that anytime, 717-525-8110. If we're not here to stew you at the time, that number will forward to my number so you can reach me at any time, and we'll be happy to get you a reservation for that dinner, and hopefully not just one, maybe a whole table. We have uh, The tables are going to have eight seats at them, so if you want to reserve a table of eight, we would love to do that. So... Uh, the door prizes are exciting because we're going to have, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but I think I can recreate it in my mind. We have a George Foreman grill that's going to be one of the door prizes. We have a $100 gift card coming from Our Lady's Rosary in Hummelstown, one of our business supporters. We have a $50 a gift certificate from Barrett's Religious Goods in the West Shore Plaza, West Shore Shopping, I guess the Farmer's Market. The West Farmer's, Farmer's Market, Market right? yeah. And then we have a $50 gift card from Mount Eagle Enterprises, another one of our business sponsors. So when you come into the dinner, you're going to get a ticket to win one of those door prizes, and you'll be able to buy another ticket for a dollar. So last year was a, it was a fun way for us to raise a few more dollars, and everybody had a lot of fun with the door prizes. So we're really happy about the. Oh, we have also a, a, a really nice candle from Court of Candles with one of our other business supporters. So I forgot about Court of Candles. So thank you to them for uh, providing us a really nice candle for that event. So uh, we really, really, really happy about it. And uh, Garden Boutique, uh, a really great gift, uh, a really great flower shop in Mechanicsburg, 
is going to be providing the flowers for us for the table for the centerpieces for the table. So uh, we got a lot of support from our uh, business supporters. Now we need people to come to this thing, right? There you go. There you go. And it will be an enjoyable evening. Trust me. We've done it at the Sheridan Harrisburg Hershey before. The food is good. Uh, the friendship and the camaraderie and just the socialization that you're going to have fun with at the dinner, it, it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, it's a great chance to meet the board of directors at Holy Family Radio. The staff and the volunteers will all be there. So for those of you that don't know what these people look like, uh, people like Mikey Kubik, it's true, he does have a face for radio. You got so. that right. <laughs> now, now you just scared everybody away. But the big thing is, if you are a listener of Father Wade, I don't know how you can bypass this opportunity. Mm -hmm. I mean, really and truly, you're going to hear his insights. and I mean, naturally, he's going to be a speaker, so you're going to hear that. But you're also going to be able to meet with him mm -hmm. and, and have a little conversation. I know that uh, in the past, no matter who we've had, they've always been very gracious mm -hmm. with their time. Mm -hmm. Well, and he has a new book out, and it's a basically a catechism. And he told me when I did my interview with him that he wanted to write a book that explains the things about our faith the things we believe, but also why we believe them. So it's going to be a good resource. He said that many schools are using it as a textbook now for uh, religious ed classes, and some churches are using it in their RCA program. So I can't wait to get this new book mm -hmm. from him. And so he's going to have it there. He'll have it available for you to purchase also. So it's going to be an exciting night. And all, we've been planning this thing for months now. And so uh, it's not very far away, so we're hoping that people step up to the plate now and actually buy it. You know, it's roughly five weeks away. Yeah, it is. It's hard to believe. Yeah, April, believe. April 12th at the Harrisburg, Harrisburg Hershey. Uh, yeah. If you have any questions, like I said, call us at 717-525-8110, and we'll be happy to answer any questions for you. Uh, if you have specific dietary needs, uh, we can also accommodate you also. So thanks for letting me take the time to talk about that, Mike. I think uh, it's really important. This is our major fundraiser for the year. This will definitely set the tone for helping us get through the summer. The summertime is always a slow time for donations, let's face it. But lately here at Holy Family Radio, the last 12 months have been a slow time for <laughs> donations at Holy Family Radio. So we need, uh, we really, really need to have this to be a success. And what a segue. We just talked about doing things early. Well, I'm going to give you a little heads up. If you're listening to this show, and if you are a financial secretary in your council, you are too late to sign up your individuals to be delegates to the state convention <laughs> because March 1st was the deadline to get it into the state secretary. Which happens to be tomorrow. Yeah. As well, we it's actually yesterday yeah. <laughs> when this airs. <laughs> yes. So you're yes. too late. I think, uh, you know, this is one of the things. There's two things that are very important. Uh, the delegates going to the state convention because we do need to have our voices out there. And you're not going to be a voice for the Central East region if we don't get our Grand Knights and uh, a past Grand Knight to show up. You really need to do that. The second thing is, is before that occurs, we happen to have our Central East Region meeting, which is going to be held in Manchester at uh, Holy Infant Parish. It's on March 10th, so that's going to be a Sunday. It's at 2 o'clock. You can get the word out. All you have to do is uh, Chet Young. You can get his email address. Dave Sims, you can get his email address. They're both on the, um, the, they're the, on the, the state Pennsylvania, state Pennsylvania website, Council yes. website. Yep. And you can get them, and you can go ahead and, and sign up. My brothers, it's important. If you are attending uh, the state convention, 
you should be attending the regional meeting because this is where everything is discussed so that when you get into the convention, you know what's going on. It's nice not to be blindsided and say, oh, goodness, we have a vote for this, and I didn't even know that we were voting on it. That's why we have the region meeting, so yep. go to it. Well, I'm happy to report that I'm a great knight of my council, and I have that region meeting on my calendar, and I'm going to be registering for the convention tonight. And our past grand night will be going with me also. Good. So I'm, we I'm have, pretty happy to report that. Yeah, we have our grand night. Uh, Kevin Heron will be going from Council 12788. And Jim Usick, one of our past grand nights, will be attending also. The meal's going to be good. I signed up for the meal, and mm -hmm. then I found out that uh, I have a procedure on Monday. And on Friday, they gave me strict dietary conditions. <laughs> so I think out of everything that they have there, I'm going to be able to eat the meatballs, <laughs> the meatball subs. But everything else, I, I don't think I can eat. I can't. I'm not supposed to eat any salad. I'm not supposed mm. to eat any uh, pasta. Yeah. So I got to kind of eliminate all those things from my diet. So I thought, gee whiz, I just meatballs. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and, and I guess a cup of coffee. So. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be my second uh, convention. Uh, I went last year. Uh, as a delegate, uh, because or rather, I was an alternate, and I was able to go last year when I was in Harrisburg. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really happy to go uh, with my good friend, past uh, Grand Knight, uh, Dave Reculia. So yeah. I'm really happy about that. It, it is important. It, it truly is. I mean, I joke about it at the council meetings. I always tell everybody, I said, they're boring. And they <laughs> are. But there are, there are things that are not. And there are things that need to be said and done. And if you don't attend, you're going to miss out. On and it's a chance for me to wear my tux. That's true to too. Yeah, it all gives so. you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tell the guy that's one of the things. If you were, uh, if you remember the fourth degree, we put our tuxes away when they changed the regalia. Sure, you know. And uh, this is an opportunity. <laughs> get over there. That's get a right. good meal. The meals are always pretty good, mm -hmm. and uh, you'll get to wear your tuxedo. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, looking forward to it. And right before that, just to let everybody know, on March 9th, which is the day before the regional meeting at Trinity High School, uh, we're going to be having the state free throw championship. And we're real proud in Council 12788. We have three individuals, all young ladies, that are going to be um, going on for states. There you they, go. they won the regionals, and they're, you know, so we're really proud of them. And uh, we hope they win. That's going to be at Trinity on March 9th, Saturday. At 12 noon is registration. 1 o'clock is free throw. And I people... If you have someone that's involved in this, if your council has some uh, of their free throwers that are going in, please be sure they're there to register at 12 and do it at 1. We've had so many young people lose out because they weren't registered in time. You cannot do a free throw on your own. You have to do it in competition with the, other age, with the age group that you're involved in. So keep that in mind and don't, 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 don't hurt a young person's opportunity to become a state champion. There you go. Yeah, we there. still need help for volunteers yes, on that yeah, day. We're always, always yeah. looking for people. Yeah, we need people to score, get the balls, all that other kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah I'll tell you what. If, if it's coming to getting the balls, what you want to do is look at the young people in the audience <laughs> and make them retrieve them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't move as fast. As no, that. no. And also, a lot of times when you start running and you're facing downhill, a lot of times you go 
face first into the ground, you don't want to do that. Yeah, but, it, it's an important thing, though, and it's really good that it's right here at Trinity. High yeah, School, it is, too, and, so. and, you know, we, we, we lost it for a year or two. We didn't have it at Trinity, and now it's back, and, uh, and, it's, and it's really good. Kelly Brown is, is our knight that's running it, so uh, I know it'll be a good time. We'll have a good time for everybody. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's also an opportunity for um, all of the uh, knights out there. If you don't have an opportunity, if you never met our state deputy and state officers, they're all going to be there. Yep. Joseph. Uh, we're coming up on our break here rather quickly, Michael. So uh, how about we go and do that, and we'll come back and discuss some other things. We'll be back right after these messages. And welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by Mikey Kubik and Joe Nevisinski. Do you guys want to get into first, Michael? Well, I, I, there's a couple of things. One thing I'd like us to talk about is, is um, and I'm, ta- I'm not going to give away anything, really. You can't give away anything on The Chosen. Yeah, Because it's the, it's the greatest story ever <laughs> yeah. told. It's the Bible, you know. Yeah. Uh, Alexis and I have gone uh, to the first two showings, uh, I guess we call them episodes. It's episodes season four, one, two, right? three, yeah, season yeah. four, one, two, three, and then four, five, six. And as Joe alluded, we're taping this on Thursday, uh, the 29th of February. So uh, we're going to be going this afternoon for the last two shows in season four. I really enjoy, we've been talking about this for a while, I, I really enjoy The Chosen because when we go to church, when we think of God, when we think of Jesus Christ as Son, when we do all of this, we think about the divinity of Christ. I mean, that that's what it's about. Sure. And I think that's what makes The Chosen so good. It shows the humanity of Christ, which we don't really dwell on. And, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, you know, when we go to Mass, our whole expectation is that we're going to get to receive our Lord, mm. you know. And the other stuff kind of goes by the wayside. I mean, because mm. the Eucharist is the Catholic faith, and that, that's what we're going there for. But I think when you see the movies in the first three seasons and now the fourth season of The Chosen, you see the daily life of Jesus. Yes. Because the bottom line is he was human, you know, and, and, and that's what I enjoy the most about it, and I know that you guys do yeah. too. And you well, see yeah. Well, yeah, quick, quick story that I enjoyed was when he was at the wedding feast at Cana, <laughs> all right, and they ran out of wine. And the stewards go to his mother and say, we have no more wine. And he, she just looks at him and says, do whatever he tells you. You know, it's a mom thing going yeah. on, you know, yeah, the humanness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to give anything away, but like Dan <laughs> said, it is in the Bible. The ending of the episode um, seven was actually when James and John's mother and it, we just happened to do that Wednesday, right? It just was the, the reading. It was the reading yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus can't tell them what's expected of him. You know, he is the son of God. He came here to die for our sins and go through the entire passion for us. And he can't relay that to James and John because they have no idea what they're asking to be it on his right and left hand. And I think, again, this goes back to Cana, what you just mentioned. Um, 
when Jesus has this human perspective yes. of how do I get them to realize what I have to do, he turns to his mother. Mm-hmm. And he sits down and he talks to his mother because his mother is human. And she knows the human aspect. And I think it's no different than us. You know, no matter how we, uh, how we were brought up, we could always turn to our parents. Mm-hmm. And when you needed the wisdom, and I think we were joking about that too. None of us knew how smart our parents were until we, until were older, we got yeah. older. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and, and so we you realized from college yeah, and then on to the yeah. military. Yeah, because yeah, when we're, when we're first in high school and everything, we know everything, and our parents know nothing. After a while, we start to realize it's, it's the not other true. way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I read a yes, yesterday. I read a reflection on that reading with the mother and her perspective, James and John's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? The reflection was about how it sa- she sounds like, you know, a, this bossy woman, I want this for my kids, you know, but the reflection said that most mothers will be like that because that's sure. their job. Mother's job is to look out for their kids. So it, and that's why she went to Jesus and said, I want these seats for my boys, you know. Yeah. And any good mom is going to probably do that, sure. but she didn't have a perspective as to what she was actually asking for, because like you said, they didn't know what was going on no. really at that point. And, and what you just said is so apropos, because to be honest with you, we're going to have the Sarens on here, mm-hmm. because they are looking for people. And the Sarens, when we first started Quo Vadis, we used to have the Sarens work with us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the reason we asked them no longer to work with the Knights of Columbus wasn't because we don't think they're outstanding people. The reason we did it was, is very, it alludes right to what you said. A lot of the Sarens, their mothers whose sons are priests. Yes. So when they saw the bishop, naturally, they would go running up to the bishop and say, uh, Your Excellency, you know, I'd like John to be able to do this, or I'd like Bill to be able to do this, or I'd like Frank to be able to do that. And from our perspective, the Knight's perspective, we, were, we instructed ourselves, and we said, we do not talk to the bishop. He is here for one reason and one reason only, and that is for the attendees. Mm-hmm. We will feed the bishop. We will answer questions that the bishop asks, but we don't go to the bishop and say, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how about I don't like father, blah, 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 why don't we change him? Why don't you put this priest in our parish? Because I really like him. Yeah. You know, the other 1,700 families like our priest, but I don't, so let's change him. Well, and, and that's why we had to do that, and that's the same mm-hmm. thing. I mean, you would expect the mother to do that, yeah. and it wasn't we were being harsh. We were just our agenda was different than their mm-hmm. agenda. Yeah, and, and you know what? The guy that makes the final decision has got his clerics on the pectoral pectoral cross hanging mm. you, you know he's the boss he's the one that's calling the shots yeah. right so and i i think that was um and and again that i think that's why the chosen is so good because it shows the humanity of yeah and you know what kills me about about that i mean i love it i mean i'm 100 percent on board with it but there's like anything else today there's always controversy there's always people sure. that want to be dissident you know and so there, you know, if you go on the internet, and I don't recommend it, but if you go on the internet, there's all different kinds of people saying this and that bad about the, about the chosen because it's it's either too conservative or it's too liberal or it's mm-hmm. too anti-Catholic or it's too Catholic or whatever. I just don't read any of that because my wife and I enjoy watching it, and we realize that the chosen is not a replacement for the Bible, yeah. and we know that the chosen is a dramatic interpretation and an extension of what's in the Bible. And for us, I mean, we know the Bible, and so we know what it is. And so, like, I know that word for word what they're saying in that drama is not in the Bible. But we can still enjoy it. Like you said, it brings the humanity of Christ 
into into a reality. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's very valuable. You know, I think for people to say that it's not good, I think you're wrong. That's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> I think a good example was um, things that happened that uh, in, in this in the last show, one of the other things that came was was when the centurion, mm-hmm. yeah. says, you know, yeah. heal. And he says, I give orders. I do not have to be there. Mm-hmm. And he actually, you know, that that's the way that it is with Christ. I mean, he can command whatever he wants. And Yeah, I remember reading that centurion was, was someone, his name means that he was in charge of 100 people. That's where mm-hmm. that name comes from, Cent- yeah. Vincentry, Centurion. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's how, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, when the cohort's 1,000, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and and all of them go down in, in rank, mm-hmm. so that would be the leader of 100 men. Yeah. And uh, So he had authority. Mm-hmm. But he also, and I think that was the greatest part, was is here you have a Roman officer mm-hmm. that says, you have authority greater than my authority, Yeah. and would you do this for me? because I'm not worthy to even ask you. And I think the other thing I like about the show is um, it shows what life was like back then. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we, we, I think that's one of our biggest problems here in the United States today, and it started a few years ago uh, when we started destroying statues of individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they were a Confederate general, they were no good. Well, that's not true. They, they had a place in history. Yes. Everything that has occurred makes us who we are today. And then we start to want to forget about our past. And it's going to mean that eventually we're not going to know who we are mm-hmm. or why we're here. And uh, I say a prayer every day, and, and one of the things it says is that we should remember that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness was given to us by God. It was not given to us by man. It mm-hmm. wasn't done by anybody else. It's God give, uh, gave that to us. Yes. And I Amen. think we should remember that. Well, the other thing about the, the Chosen is... It's high quality. So much of the media that comes from the allegedly, you know, Christian media, mm-hmm. uh, movies and TV shows, just the quality of the production is bad. The acting is bad. The production is bad. Same thing is true with Christian music a lot of times. Yeah. So when you find something that is high quality, that's as good as everything else on the market, that's what sets it apart. Yeah. And the one thing about The Chosen is it's super high quality. You know, it's mm-hmm. like when I find some good Christian Catholic music, I'm going to enjoy listening to it. So that's talk that's, about that's a segue. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, we taped "Living Divine Mercy" with uh, Father Chris Allar, who we've had on. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Night talk. It was really interesting because what they were talking about was the Gregorian chants and how there's trying to be a revival. And these individuals, and I and I know I'm going to get it wrong. I think it was the Florinis. Florinis. It's something like that. I know it starts with an F and ends with an I. Um, but they're, they're actually uh, men who are trying to bring it back into the church. And, you know, we lost it like 50 or 60 years ago. You're the, mm. you know, our uh, music yes. expert by yeah. far. A resident music yeah. expert. Yeah. But I think what I liked about the most, when, when they started talking about it, they were singing. Mm. And they were doing the chants. And they're trying to get young people involved. They're getting young choirs to start to do this. And when we were watching the show, I actually remembered how peaceful and how much my soul felt at rest when you hear it and uh and i miss that well it's interesting you say that because i think the same thing is true when it comes to organ music a long time ago the church decided that the organ was the king of instruments so and i was was offended by that because i'm a percussionist you know and the <laughs> percussionists have always had a bad name when it comes to the church <laughs> but uh, what i was going to say is 
one of the things that I found out recently, and I love, believe me, I like all kinds of music, and I think there's a place for liturgical music and worship music and music to listen to. Uh, but I always wondered why the church always held the organ in high regard compared to all the other instruments, wind instruments and string instruments, you know, beyond percussion. And the real, the reason why is because the organ is, it's sacred because it sets it apart, okay? You're not going to hear organ music anywhere else but in church. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's so cool about it. It's not the same thing with Gregorian chant. You're not going to go anywhere else and hear Gregorian chant, no. right? Yeah. And on that note, guys, <laughs> we're up against the clock. I wish we could continue this more. We'll have to, do, have to re- plan a segment for the for an upcoming show. We'll do a music a music show. Okay? There you <laughs> go. Yeah, that would be a neat idea. Along with uh, Joe Nemesinski, Mikey Kubik, I'm John Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there, and God bless. Hope. The Catholic Encyclopedia has much to say about hope. Going online to newadvent.org, we see hope explained as the desire and expectation of future good. Each of us prays and looks to the situations and events of our lives with a desire and expectation that something good awaits us. We pray for the ultimate good, a close and intimate relationship with God. During Advent, we also look to the prophecy candle of hope. The prophet Isaiah foretold of the coming of Jesus. As Christians, we must stay firm in our expectation of goodness, for our salvation lies in seeing goodness in people and focusing on our relationship with God. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is now. Like a guiding star in the night, hope is born as we turn our desires and expectations to God. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi.